Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, Elections 2020. Also, the V-Team takes a look at arming churches. And trouble's coming to the Alabama State House. Mothers of River City, heed that warning before it's too late. Watch for the telltale signs of corruption. Hide your money, your booze, and your spouses. The Alabama legislature's coming to town, and we got trouble. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and I'm joined today by Republican stalwart Jonathan Barbie, Constable Jefferson County, Susan Britt, Associate Editor of APR, and a research guru, Parks Long. Thank you. Glad y'all could join me. Glad to be here. Happy yeah. 2020. Yeah. Happy New Year, yeah, everybody. The roaring 20s. <laughs> I just hope we don't have a crash in 29. Like that. <laughs> let's, let's not even bring that oh, up. Gosh. Oh, You know, uh, it's all been quiet so far, statewide, but it's about to heat up. We are 30 days out from the 2020 legislative session, which should prove to be uh, memorable. You know, there's a, there's a tremendous amount of things that need to be tackled in the state, serious problems that we have. None of them are so Byzantine that they cannot be unraveled and solved. But the question is, Jonathan, will our state lawmakers have the resolve to tackle prisons, rural health care, and gaming all in the same session? That's a big chunk, right? That, that is a big chunk. You know, a lot of these things are things that we have been trying to do for the last, you know, six, seven, eight sessions uh, for a long time. And what, what I think this legislative session they need to understand is that the feds will take over our prisons if we do not do something. Right. And what the governor is trying to do is prevent that. And us being the Republican Party, you know, we don't like federal control. We just don't. So she's trying to make sure that we can keep our prisons in our state. Um, we have to do something with health care. Obviously, you know, for some reason, they're scared of the Medicaid expansion. Um, and, and then gaming. That's been an issue for the longest time. Yeah. And I, I hope that this, that they can solve a lot of these issues in this session. Well, Susan, it's doable. I mean, we're going to have to break them down a little bit at a time. I mean, prisons, Governor Kay Ivey has a plan. She's been working on it for almost two years now, in which her plan is to build three men's prisons. Mm -hmm. They'll be centrally located, and they will be free of the politics of regional control. Uh, you know, Alabama's prisons were built to warehouse people mm -hmm. and to create jobs in certain communities. Under Governor Ivey's plan, they will build the prisons. They will lease the pr the uh, company will build the prisons. Mm -hmm. They will lease the prisons to the state. The state will run them, but the companies will maintain them. This 
we believe, or at least I believe, is the best solution. It takes the politics out of it, and it makes our correctional officers more safe, and it also addresses many of the problems, or can address many of the problems that the federal government has cited. Well, these, these prisons were never built with the idea that they were going to be at this capacity. They weren't designed for that. So the new prisons are on a different kind of system. It's like in a pod system, which takes fewer correctional officers to actually maintain. Uh, and like you said, I think Governor Ivey is just going to go straight ahead with this. I don't think she's going to wait for the legislature on this one. Well, uh, Jonathan, uh, Mac McCutcheon, Speaker of the House, has said that he believes that there has to be a brick-and-mortar solution to our prison problems. Some in the Republican Party still doubt that the federal government will take over the prisons. If they do, they will spend hundreds of millions of dollars more to maintain them than we will if we do it right. And, you know, so we can argue about whether they will or they won't. They will. They will. It's just they haven't in the past because they don't want the headache either. Yeah, they don't. And I don't understand why anybody would want the headache. We have got to fix this issue. And, you know, I, I, the governor is trying to push this through. And legislature needs to understand that, you know, she will push this through come hell or high water, you yeah. know, and that that's her goal. We have we have in our meeting, we had talked about they have let all of the nonviolent offenders out, most of them. Yeah. And so in our prisons, we have the violent and some of the worst of the worst. And yeah. we have got to do something. And we've let as many people out as we can. And we're still overcrowded. Yeah. We've got to build something that is modern and will, you know, be a, a good place to live for these prisoners that's fair and humane. And we have to do that. Right. And we have to have a place that's safe for the correctional officers and safe for the community. That's right. I commend the governor on doing something when so many have done so little. The, uh, one of the other issues we will have to tackle real quickly here is rural health care, Susan. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have hospitals in rural areas closing by the droves, and more are slated to be closed in the next few years. There is a simple solution to the rural health care problem. Part of that solution is expanding Medicaid under the Affordable Care Act. But I hear from Republicans all the time that either we don't have the money to do it or they don't want to do it because they don't want to be a part of Obamacare. Well, I hate to break it, everybody, but we've had Obamacare for almost a decade now. It's not going away. Uh, Republicans have wanted to replace, repeal and replace it. They've offered no replacement. They've had little chance to repeal. It now stands before the Supreme Court to strike it down yet again. And you take this away and you give the Democrats everything they need for a big win state around the country in 2020. You really do. And, and I know I've heard a lot of lawmakers say, over my dead body. Well, they better hope that they don't live in one of these rural communities that's losing their hospital where you have to drive an hour and a half to get any kind of medical care yeah. if you're having a heart attack or something like that. This is a simple solution. It not only you know, helps support these rural hospitals, it also will help our economy because if we expand it, we'll have, two. I think it's $2.75 for every dollar we invest will come in from the federal government, which goes to pay salaries, it goes for jobs, it goes, and those people pay taxes, that goes back into the general fund. Yeah. I mean, it, it just makes no sense not to do it. It is no longer, no longer can we say this is a Democrat idea versus a Republican idea, yeah. because Republicans offered nothing 
We need the Republicans and the Democrats to get together and fix the Affordable Care Act and then move forward in the state so that we have health care. I mean, we've got jobs, 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 but if people are sick, it doesn't matter how many jobs you've got. They've got that. Health is one of the fundamentals to having a good life. And Without why, health, you don't and have And why would any other employer want to come to Alabama knowing our health care crisis here, yeah. that their workers will lose you know, time at work? Well, it's we're crazy. Gonna have, we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back where we look at gaming. A lot can change in five years, except those smile lines you treated with Bellafill, because that's about how long Bellafill will keep them smooth and filled. Five years. Now you can always look your best without all those injections, appointments, and costs. Bellafill is the only dermal filler that stimulates and maintains collagen growth long-term. Now time is on your side. What are you doing today, babe? I thought I'd head down the lake with the guys, do a little fishing. Of course, none of us will be wearing our seat belts. I'll lose control of the truck, wrap it around a tree, and kill us all. Okay. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. The Energy Institute of Alabama promotes reliable, affordable, and clean energy to help grow our economy, create high-paying jobs, and build public support for Alabama's energy industry. The Energy Institute of Alabama is the best source of energy industry information and how it affects households across the state, from convenient energy production to alternative fuels to solar power and beyond. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Susan, since around 2008, over a decade ago, there has been a fight over bingo, over gaming. Bob Riley initiated his bingo wars around 2008, 2009. Some say he fabricated it, but nevertheless, the state has lost hundreds of millions of dollars. The Porch Band of Creek Indians mm -hmm. have prospered beyond anyone's imagination. And to say that we don't want Native Americans to prosper would be untrue. But what we want now is to end the endless bingo wars, to come up with a solution where the government of Alabama can regulate and profit mm -hmm. from gaming, because we already have gaming, the Porch Creek have offered a billion dollars. Just think how rich they've gotten. A billion dollars for exclusive rights to gaming. Now, to me, that just shows the reason we shouldn't give them monopoly. Of course, one of their lobbyists said that they made a mistake by promising the people of Alabama a billion dollars because, quote, the hillbillies or the rednecks in Alabama couldn't understand a billion dollars. 
But all that being said, Speaker Mac McCutcheon has said that he wants a big, big package on gaming or either nothing at all. Right. <clears throat> I think he's that tired of it, like everybody else has. I mean, I'm sorry, if the, if the gaming uh, uh, is illegal in Victory Land and Green Track and all these other places, the bingo gambling, then it's illegal for Porch Creek. Right, right. but the That's, Bush administration and the Obama administration right. didn't do have never cracked down on the exactly. Porch Creek and enforced IGRA, it's, the law. And it's, and it's time that everybody, I mean, these counties have constitutional amendments to have bingo. Uh, let's get everybody to the table and finally sit down and hammer out a deal that's good for PCI, that's good for the tracks, that's good for, you know, uh, the other gambling establishments. You know, it, it's time. It, it, and I think he's at a point, it's like, either we're going to do it now or it's over. It's done. We're not talking about it anymore. Well, I we already have it. Let's mm -hmm. tax, regulate it. And, and 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 get the money out of it. I mean, good Lord, Jonathan, we could be seeing $700, $800 million a year come into the state from gaming. Mm -hmm. We and sure could. Of course, Porch Creek wants to give us a billion dollars one time. That's like giving sugar to a child. Well, yeah, I, I, I was explaining you know, earlier. It's like uh, you, you ran up all your credit cards at Christmas. You got to pay them off. So you go to a payday lender. You get it all one and done real quick, and then you never see it again. You know, it's... Bottom line is, uh, when when the billion dollars runs out, then what? Yeah. Porch Creek absolutely have a monopoly on the gaming. And I can tell you, they have a monopoly as it sets right now because the state in the past with the Rileys have gone after right. these legal yeah. bingo places that pass with constitutional amendment. But, you know, I think they're doing this because they want to get an upper hand. You know, and I know for a fact that Harris has looked into Birmingham uh, in the new entertainment district, they have questioned about being able to bring a casino down there. And so the Porch Creek are trying to jump in this real quick to stop things that may be happening in the future. So yeah. there's a lot behind this. Well, can you imagine what Birmingham would be like if it had a big entertainment center venue for concerts and boxing and horse racing? All kinds of stuff. It could be a real destination city. It could absolutely. Yeah. And, don't, and let us not forget how quickly they run through the BP money with things that weren't, the BP money wasn't even supposed to cover. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they went through that in just a couple of years. Yep. We need reoccurring revenue mm -hmm. from gaming, which is already happening in the yep. state. If it were up to me, we could do away with it all. But if you're not going to do away with it all, then let's get a big deal done and bring the money to the state so we can pay for things we need. It doesn't embarrass me at all if we're the state that pays for prisons and expanding Medicaid out of gaming money. Yeah. So what? I don't care. Yeah. You know. And, and let's not forget, people are still playing the lottery. They're just playing in other states. Yeah. And the other That's states right. are benefiting That's from right. it and not Alabama. Well, we've got to get beyond, you know, people like Senator Greg Albritton holding up the entire Senate for PCI. Mm -hmm. we got to get beyond some of our friends on the religious right from saying, oh, we don't want gaming. It's already here, people. It's already here. Tax it, legislate it, yep. regulate it. All right. Recently, the church shooting in Texas caught the attention of, uh, of the nation, uh, you know, and, and not to miss out on any opportunity. All of our Republican Senate candidates came out and were just all about how this guy was a hero and how great this was and all that. I don't know that any of them mentioned the fact of how troubling it is that people are walking into churches or into rabbis' homes on Hanukkah and trying to murder people. I mean, 
You know, if you want to talk about the foundation of the United States being eroded, when the house of worship or rabbi's home is not safe from people who want to commit violence, Jonathan, we have lost the moral center. I, I don't know what my Christian friends are talking about, that it's all on the rise. If churches are being attacked, it's not on the rise. Yeah. Donald Trump is not saving us. Nobody's saving us. And I think it's because we are not paying attention to what's morally right. I think that's where we're at. What are we going to do about the morals? Um, I think it goes back, you know, it is a moral thing, but I also think it goes to mental health. You know, and we have a moral responsibility as Christians and people of faith to take care of everyone, children, people that can't take their care of themselves, people with mental health issues. We don't do enough in this country to identify people with mental health issues and take care of it. And that is leading to shootings, mass shootings, and we're not seeing the signs. See something, say something. And people are not doing that. Well, my brother used to have a sign on his house. He said, don't worry about the gun. This house protected by God. Yes, <laughs> I never was yes, broken into did. either. <laughs> yeah, we, and like Jonathan said, you know, if, if we've got to address the bottom issue. The bottom issue is not the gun. The, the issue is where, it's kind of the gun. Well, that's where it's not where it started. The issue is where it starts with mental health and leads to the gun and leads to the shootings. Yeah. So, I mean, we need to, it's like, you know, an alcoholic, you've got to figure out what the base problem is yeah. before you can ad address the problem. I'm just outraged that it has gone so, so badly. Somewhere we have missed the boat that, that people, and we can call them deranged or whatever we want to, uh, we want to call them, but they feel it's okay. Mm -hmm. to hate enough to attack churches and synagogues. We're going to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back with more news and opinion. What a great opportunity for your success. Adding half a million highly skilled employees to our workforce by 2025 is how we stay ahead in Alabama. Our economy is stronger than it's been in years, and a skilled workforce is more important than ever. Things move fast, so choose your path. Your success is waiting, plus a great future for Alabama. Success Plus. Go for it. Hey man, what are you doing today? Um, playing the game. Thought I'd go out for a drive later, maybe. Text some friends while I'm doing it. Scroll through social media. Kill a family four and a half on collision. Cool, man. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation.
Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Well, we've had a lull of a few weeks. Now we are going to go full tilt into political silly season. Uh, we have got Republican and Democrat primaries coming up uh, in March. And I don't know what's happened. Not much excitement on the Democratic side, but the Alabama Senate race between Doug Jones and the 75 Republicans that are running in the Republican primary, or, or 78 or not, has <laughs> uh, really got a lot of national attention because this is a big race in the Senate. Uh, right now, Politico has it leaning Republican. I, no surprise there. Uh, Cook Report, Political Report, has it as a toss-up, depending on the Republican field. Right now, from the latest polls we've seen, there's a, 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 a three-person race. Uh, it is Jeff Sessions, former U.S. Senator, and Donald Trump, Attorney General, uh, Coach Tommy Tuberville, and Bradley Byrne at a more distant third. Jonathan, to me, I don't see any movement with these three candidates. It all looks stagnant to me. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of movement. Um, you know, and I was I was saying earlier, you know, I think that from what I hear from people is they were so beat down from the special election and then Doug Jones, you know, winning his race, going into office that people were just not really wanting to hear about it. I mean, I have one guy that says, well, I'll start paying attention in February, maybe the week before the election. And so there's not a whole lot of movement. And I, I contribute that to there's a whole lot of pandering. A whole lot of pandering. Yeah. Nobody really talks about, hey, here's my plan to fix this. They just jump on the bandwagon and go, I support Donald Trump. Yep. You should support me and da 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 da. And it works. I mean, you can't you can't knock them for doing it because it works. It yep. does gather votes, but it's just stagnant. It's kind yep. of stale and stagnant right now. Well, you know, I mean, and that is so absolutely true. It's, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, Jeff Sessions is like, yeah, Donald Trump kicked me to the curb and treated me like an idiot, but I still love him and I haven't said anything bad. Tommy Tomerville's like, and I stand with the president. What's your stand on Medicaid expansion? I stand with the president. What's your stand on the wall? I stand, I stand with, with the president. president. And then Bradley Byrne, he's standing on the premises and shouting up the promises. <laughs> he, he's got an ad out where he says he's, he's voted with Trump 97% of the time. What happened to the other 3%? I, well, I was actually shocked that he admitted that. I thought that was you know, pretty honest. I thought you had to be Trump all the time. 100%. Yeah. 100%. All right. But uh, it's kind of kind of goofy, really. I mean, nobody's saying anything. No, uh, they're no, not. There's no substance to any well, of maybe it. Maybe they don't have to anymore. I guess not. I mean, people are not paying attention. And that's not unusual for Alabama voters not to pay attention until right before an election. Mm -hmm. But still, they're not even getting any meat out now. They're certainly not going to get in the sound bites leading up yeah. to the election. Yeah, yeah. So this well, is all you're going to hear from now until no, March. Oh, God, help us all. Yeah, I know, right? Well, but the commercials are easy to write. You know, hi, I'm Tommy Tuberville. I stand with the president. Hi, I'm Bradley Byrne. I stand with the president. You know, it's real simple. And yeah. Jeff Sessions, hi, I'm hey, Jeff Sessions. <laughs> Jeff Sessions, I got whipped. I got whipped, but I love the president. No, hi, I'm Jeff Sessions. I, I didn't stand with the president, but I do now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Panda bears, everyone. Uh, second congressional district, that's that's an interesting one. That's another one that you have. Uh, the three front runners are... Not necessarily in this order, but uh, Troy King, former Attorney General, Barry Moore, former State Rep, 
and businessman Jeff Coleman. There's, again, about 35 people in that race. But those are the three we've seen polling on, and that, that they're the ones that are in the top top tier there, Jonathan. Full disclosure, I, I produce Barry Moore's commercials, and I, I work with Barry. I, I think he's a, he's a great person. That aside, you know, it's going to be a tough race. Yeah. I mean, it really is, you know. It, but <coughs> I see a lot of the same things happening down in that district in the Wiregrass area. People are just not really paying attention. I mean, you have... Uh, Troy King and Barry Moore are dead even on Facebook as far as the amount of people who follow them, literally dead even as of yesterday. And you look at the two pages, and it's basically the same people that interact. Yeah. You know, you're not reaching any new people, uh, even if you change the message up a little bit. It's just there seems to be a stagnant thing in Alabama with politics right now. Well, Susan, uh, you know, we've looked historically. Of course, Barry Moore has won two state races down there. Mm -hmm. Troy King has won a couple of races uh, down there, but he's also won the Wiregrass even when he lost the statewide race. Right. So that's pretty strong. Uh, Mr. Coleman, completely unknown, except he's got a lot of money. He's going to spend a lot of money. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of movement in the next month or two. I mean, again, March is right around the corner. You go down to the first congressional district. This is where Bradley Byrne left his seat there, or right. was leaving that seat to run for the Senate. Gonna see who's Probably that. one of the worst decisions he's ever made. <laughs> Nobody knows. No, I mean, I didn't know. You know, y'all were reading what? some of these names. I, I said, I'm like, I gotta see who's in, in the net. Who are these yeah, people? Who are these well, people? this is, you know, this is centered around Mo Mobile, Baldwin County, down in South Alabama. Jerry Carr, John Castorani, uh, Bill Hightower, Wes Lambert, and Chris Pringle. And the two, the, the three names we hear most often, Chris Pringle, Bill Hightower, and Jerry Carr. Now, Jerry, he's making a big move. He just came out and said that he's going to protect the country from socialism. So I think it's pretty much over because we are overrun with socialists. I mean, Alabama is just a hotbed of socialism. Yeah. <laughs> a hotbed. He's, Maybe he's, the females in Washington, D.C. will let him join their conservative squad. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> i got to tell you, though, that Bill, Bill Hightower... <laughs> Off the rails, folks. Uh, Bill Hightower and Chris Bringle do have quite a bit of name recognition yeah, in that do. area. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to, in my humble opinion, I think it's going to come down between those two. Yeah, well, the polls we've seen, that Bill Hightower is, is uh, you know, up in the polls. Well, and he has a record, too. I mean, he, he, he you know, he, he's... Well, not been revealed yet. <laughs> no, I don't mean like that. Bill Hightower's known, and he, you know, he has a record in the legislature. He so, does, you know, he, he does. does. He, he does. I tell you, if you ever listen to him speak, you may not agree with what he says, but he is senatorial. Yeah, I mean, he, he is. He's a great he is speaker. right out of he central really casting. I mean, I, watching him on the state house floor yeah. and... and and chastising for using the BP money when they yeah. shouldn't have been used. Yeah. That was the most eloquent speech I have ever yeah. seen. We, we got 10 seconds, six seconds, five seconds, four seconds. Chris Lewis is running against the craziest person in the U.S. House of Representative, Mo, Mo Brooks. Brooks. Good luck, Chris. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama <laughs> politics. You watch us because we watch them. <laughs>